0: Let's get off together. Everybody, welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I swear, I'm sorry, it's Tuesday. I always said I was going to put the podcast out on Monday and for the last couple of weeks I've just not been able to. September has been a really busy month for me. I've been marathon training and of course I'm I'm hitting the height of marathon training as September was going on so it was a 20 mile run once a week. Plus, everything else that I was doing, I was doing a research project for some professors, which was taking up a lot of time, working with clients, I'm buying a car. Um, I don't know if I told you guys, but I'm going to be taking off in mid-November to go on an extended road trip. And I haven't decided where. I haven't really put much thought into that, but that is something that I've been working on through September, finalizing the details of that. And just so much has been going on in my Life that it's just been difficult to get shit out on Monday. Uh, I picked up this job um, that I work at on the weekends and it's not necessarily my favorite type of work to be doing but it has been enlightening in so many ways. I'm at this place in my life now where I look at things as they are and I try to find value and lessons in every single thing that goes on with me and around me and this job has been exhausting physically, but it has just brought me in touch with so many things that has helped me really in the world of coaching and in the world of being a thought leader and and just being able to understand things that are going on with my clients in their lives. You get a little away from that when you've been in personal development a long time, especially when you're doing it full time. And your life is just, it's everything that you've created, right? So here I am, I've created basically everything in my world. I've created my schedule, I've created my exercise, I've created my day. And I've got to a point where I've kind of stacked my life to be exactly how I want it to be. And I realize by doing these, you know, this particular job is that My life has been significantly void of challenges when it comes to dealing with different personalities. And those different personalities are the greatest lessons that I think a human being could have. I have had a lot of experience with that. When I was working at my last job, I was working there for, I was there 12 years, and I dealt with that every day. So there were personalities that did not mesh well with mine Every day. There was people there were people from other cultures that were present that needed things from me every day. There were people that were experiencing different sorts of situations that wanted to engage with me every day. And those were things that happened every day. So I was always in practice. And I was always hyper aware. So that when things happened, I was like, okay, I got this. I'm ready. But I never had that mind where I was able to look at things objectively because I was still remember I got into personal development and really working in personal development as COVID started because that was when I had enough of a break in the rigor of my life to be able to actually start my business so it was great and I learned a lot and I've had a lot of training over the last year and a half even more than a year and a half and I worked away from being in those situations. So, to reintroduce those now that I've had the training really brings a new set of eyes. Uh, You guys are probably like, where the fuck are you going with this, Andy Jesus? Like, I, but there is, there, there's definitely some stuff that I wanted to bring up to you all. And uh, the first was an experience that I had two weeks ago where I felt particularly disrespected uh in this situation I I felt and I'm not going to go into the details because nobody cares but the deal was I felt just really disrespected and it kind of went on for a really long time and the person that I was working with uh that particular night kept saying oh Andy you're, you're you're such a good person Andy you're a saint Andy you have the patience of a saint Andy you are so good and I wrote this to my list uh if you guys aren't on my email list please subscribe because I write stuff um that I don't necessarily put out in my blog or on my podcast to my email subscribers so if you're interested in getting that please go to my website you guys can subscribe to that but I noticed as um the person that was saying this he's actually a really good friend of mine we've been friends for over a decade he knows me so well and he but he doesn't really know me as the person that I am today like he's kind of seen me and he knew me as the cigarette smoking binge drinker bar fly unhealed victim consciousness angry person that I used to be and now he knows me now as as who I am the 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 person that I am today and he's seen the evolution and the progression and our friendship has evolved but I don't think he knows me as the coach because sometimes I'll say things to him that are coachy concepts and he'll be like what like what are you doing but he kept saying these things to me about being so so good and I noticed that as he said them I got more upset so every time he would bring up how good I was my level of upset over the situation just got more and more severe because i started getting into my head about being a good person. Like i'm a good person. Why is anyone disrespecting me? I'm a good person. Why am i being micromanaged? I'm a good person. Why is somebody talking to me like this? And the more i thought about being a good person, the worse it got. Like it everything around me just got worse. And i think a lot of people can apply this in your job situation because unless you are in the great situation to be able to work for yourself, which isn't for everyone a lot of people don't want to work for themselves my father was one of those people he always said Andrea don't work for yourself (laughs) my father was like all about working for other people it's it's a lot of most people want to work for other people and it's that's great but if you work for other people or with other people you're going to have to deal with other personalities and how many times has a superior or somebody that you worked with been like saying things to you in a way that didn't quite land or seem disrespectful and you had those thoughts like, I'm a good person. I'm just trying my best. I have good intentions. Why are you treating me like this? And the more you think about that, the worse it gets for you, right? Like you start feeling worse. You start getting in your head. You start brooding about it. I have been kind of on this personal development path now for a while as I mentioned but I'm also on somewhat of a spiritual journey please don't exit off the podcast I'm not gonna lump you into my spiritual shit but I have also been on this particular journey because some things you guys might not know about me I was raised well I'm sure you know if you've been listening to the podcast a while but I'm going to tell you again I was raised by atheist parents I never had any formal indoctrination to an organized religion so I never went to church I never had any religious classes I didn't go to a university that required theology like I basically remained uneducated about the spiritual world the divine my whole life uh the closest I ever got was trying to have an affair with a pastor when I was 21 which is a whole other story again please don't exit off the podcast like we've done a lot of work here but, um, I, uh, I really I've always been in search of spirituality and had a really hard time for a really long time finding it even so much so that I didn't want to talk about it like I never really talked about it I was telling my my friend Andy I think last week I was like I, I don't I don't talk about God like people don't talk about sex like I'll freely talk about sex I mean and I I cannot bring myself always to talk about God I think God is a is a is a dirty dirty topic so I'm sure that people who are listening to this probably don't feel that way but I I did and I've been on this spiritual journey of just rediscovering my relationship with faith and with God and with myself and it's been very enlightening and it's gone on a while and this week I or this last week I was listening to Dr. Wayne Dyer's uh, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life which is on the Tao Te Ching and I, I was really about it because I think the Tao Te Ching is very much in alignment with my beliefs of how I interpret the world and my place in it. And it's been very, it's been very good for me to be able to learn and listen to this. And one of the verses he was talking about how we're all good people, but to see yourself as good is kind of a slippery slope because when you start seeing yourself as good, You start seeing others as bad and that's where the suffering starts because if you're so good then that other person must be so bad and you can't help but see a separation between yourself and that person. And in this level of spirituality that I'm sort of exploring where I'm exploring consciousness I've realized that separation is really what drives most of us apart. I mean, that's why we fight wars. That's why we have arguments. That's why people argue about politics and there's so much anger is because we don't see how we are alike. We see how we're different. And even even right now with with race and the way that there's all of this, this tension in America between people of color and white people is because – White people see this separation between themselves and people of color and, and vice versa. But when you have privilege in one area and you don't have privilege in another and then there isn't a mutual understanding of how we are all human in the same ways which they, we, we, we are and we don't like to see it. We don't like to see it at all. We're like, no, no, no. Those people are different and these are the ways that they are different. And when we do that, what happens? There's, there's conflict. So anytime you, you place separation between yourself and others, there's conflict and it, on all levels. It could be as major as wars that are fought or it could be as minor as the jackasses that delete me on Facebook for dumb memes. You know, like it could be like, I, I'm calling them jackasses. I'm the one that's posting the dumb memes. I'm calling them jackasses. But what is it really? What's the root cause? It's that you see a separation between yourself and that person. I'm the person that posted something. The person sees, oh, well, that doesn't, that's not in alignment with what I believe. And then boom, they delete. It's a, It's That's all the shit. So the, back to seeing myself as good. So the more I'm insistent to hang on to this idea that I'm good is, bringing a separation between myself and other people and I start to suffer because of that because I start to see myself as a victim of somebody that's treating me badly and instead I don't see the humanity that we share so uh, who was treating me badly this person that I work with but that was just my perception and it probably was not with intent that they were treating me badly they probably didn't even see themselves as treating me badly but i i had to see this separation i was insistent on a separation and i was insistent of not being able to see because we are really responsible for everything that we feel nobody can make you feel anything you are responsible totally for your inner state which people don't like to hear particularly people that haven't got this far into personal development they do not want to hear it like of course people do bad things to me how am i responsible But you are because you can't control what anybody does to you. You can only control your inner state. And your inner state is like that's your sacred zone. So if you're allowing your inner state to feel like you are a victim to someone, their actions, their words, their displays, their whatever the hell they do, you are responsible for that. And you're responsible for your own suffering because you've placed yourself away from that person. And seeing yourself as good versus anything else does that I mean of course we're good we're good people we're all good people and to have an insistence to be attached to that goodness and to be attached to what you expect someone else to do is also a cause of suffering so here's an example of that I had an attachment to how I expected this person that I worked with to act When I acted in what I believe to be a good altruistic manner. Like I I was good. I wanted to help out. I was kind. I was compassionate. They were going through some stuff. I was my nice good energy self. I had an expectation of how I expected my actions to be received. And I had an expectation of how... I thought that other person was going to act. Now, (laughs) this is like, okay, I had an expectation, which meant I had attachment, which means I didn't act unconditionally. I acted with condition. And I'll give you an example of how this is me and how my attachments were actually the cause of my suffering. So, okay, let's talk about, People asking me for money on the street. I get asked for money by junkies on the street all the time. Like, junkies ask me for money. I'll either offer food or say no. Sometimes, like, picture yourself in that situation. You, the junkie asks you for money. You say, How about I just buy you whatever? The junkie says, No, I don't want that, which, you know, a lot of the times that's the response because we, you know, we know why. And uh, do you get upset and in your head about it? Like generally not. Like that person could be upset with you for not giving them what they asked for. But you don't really care if they're upset with you. You And and you don't really beat yourself up about being good or not being good because of the way that they they responded to you. You kind of just move on, right? At least that's what I do. I just sort of move on offering food to the person that's asking me for money is a, a good deed and if you could see me right now I'm I'm using my <laughs> air quotes it's a air quotes good deed yeah it's a good deed okay so I'm I'm acting good but when they reject my goodness I don't really feel anything I just move on I'm like all right you know whatever I don't need to remind myself of how good of a person I am and I'm I'm I don't need to tell myself oh you're so good and that person rejected your good deed. I know I'm good and I don't have and whether they respond well to me or not or they accept my kindness or not I I don't give a shit like it doesn't matter and it doesn't affect me in any way yet this person at this this job that I have they affected me like I was affected by that which meant not that they're that they're bad it's that I had an expectation of how they were going to act and when I didn't receive that I made myself feel disempowered I chose a disempowering feeling about myself because they didn't respond the way i had expected them to respond and i only had an expectation because i had an attachment to them being a certain way this is kind of heavy shit so let's make it simple um you have an expectation of your partner let's say in your life your wife or your husband you do something and you have an expectation that they're going to act a certain way. And when they don't, you get upset. That's completely on you. I just, I just have to tell you that. You're going to be like, go fuck yourself, Andy. But it's true. Because your expectation is attached to an outcome. And nobody needs to behave in any particular way. Everybody is a free being that has the right to behave in whatever way they want to behave. And if you have an expectation of how they should behave and they don't meet that expectation, you then choose to have those feelings inside of you about them or about the situation. And that's really difficult for a lot of people to swallow because as humans – we don't really like to allow people to be as they are. We really don't like that. <laughs> we, we like people to behave as we are. And we like to believe that we are right and everyone else is operating in a way that is not right. Because our way is right. Obviously. Obviously. Obviously obviously our way is right so much so that we'll get into long wind, like long drawn out debates on social media where we're basically just talking at nobody to defend how right we are i i remember this from Every presidential election, I watch this on social media. Someone will post something and then someone will post a really long paragraph of useless text. And then the person will respond with a really long paragraph of useless text. And it'll just be people typing out how they feel. Not really reading what the other person said because it isn't a dialogue. This is a great thing that bartenders understand. They understand when you're having a conversation when and when you're not. And that's not a conversation. Most people are not really having conversations. They're just going through life trying to justify why they are right. And I'm not exempt from that. I don't generally get into big heated debates with people anymore because I think it's useless. I've never gotten into a big heated debate. I'm going to be 36 years old in less than a week. And I have never once got into a big heated debate with someone where I ever made them believe or feel or think differently than they do ever 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 and I'm an excellent communicator and I've never been able to do that ever the only way I have ever been able to have anyone change the way they thought behaved acted is just to be living my own life by example attraction not promotion and people who have felt safe with me have then come to me and asked me hey I'm struggling with this I would like to know more about this or hey I feel like maybe I I need to know a little bit more information about this but I've never once been able to 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 go up to someone and be like hey here's my point of view and you should fucking change yours like that's never happened. And, you know, I got so tired of it that by the time I was, like, 25, I just gave up. I was like, no, you know. But I see see these damn 50-year-olds fucking yelling at each other. I mean, I guess age doesn't really matter. There is no time frame in life for learning lessons. You learn them when you're ready. And um, we always seem to want other people to think like us, behave like us, you know. Just we always want people to – be more like us and we never take that time to try to see things and see the similarities. This is going back to that separation. You know we don't try to think about how we're the same and I really I get to this place where I start seeing similarities with others and I just get this deep level of empathy because the last time that I felt disrespected or treated badly and that was the the story that I told you guys earlier in this podcast what I really see when I look for similarities rather than differences with myself and and the person that I I had this with is that I see so much of myself in that person it's it's unreal and I've done a lot of inner work in a lot of places but I know what it's like to feel ways that this person feels and I I have walked that path and sometimes we who have walked a certain path want everyone to be where we are and we forget the people that had patience with us when we weren't where we are like we forget about those people so in in my days of being an alcoholic being you know short with others being impatient being unaccepting of people as they are like in my days of you know having a lot more venom um, being angry, being mean, I was such a mean person, um, being ruthless, chain-smoking cigarettes always on edge, just in my days of all of that, you know, just dismissive, I could talk about my old self forever. I had a lot of people that were really patient and stood next to me and put up with me and they they were great and if I didn't have at least one person to do that I don't I would never be here um I think of my friend Christine a lot actually she I remember one time in my um my years of being really just nasty she I did something and she just she she was done with me like I, I actually now I'm trying to think of the details of it and it's ki- i don't i don't want to waste too much time trying to think of the details cuz i won't be able to recall all of it but i was terrible i was terrible that's the bottom line and she was not not happy with me at all um and she she kind of just she cut me out of her life she deleted me on social media she was not about me at all i was so nasty and she was like she was done with my bad energy and I really wanted, I I don't think I actually knew why. I don't think I really ever knew why that she did it. I just, but I was upset because I wanted, I really respected her a lot and I wanted her around and we weren't good for like a while, like really. And it got one, it eventually ended one day when, and I, I remember we were at my, my friend got married and we were all at this place and I... I went up to her and I, I, I was trying to understand or apologize and she basically told me that she felt like she was always in my corner and she was always supportive of me and she was always backing me up and I just, I was so dismissive and shitty to her. I mean, and I just, and I, and even though she'd always been so supportive of me and she was so right, I was, because I was such a self-loathing person and as I'm doing this podcast stream of consciousness there's there's a lot more involved in the story that's the very short version but she stood by me and we went through that whole experience and we slowly re- rebuilt our friendship and she was the person that really stepped in and took to, to kind of help me when my ex-boyfriend left me at the airport in 2018 she was the person that got me involved in my first my first ever community that was about self improvement. I had never been willing before and she was the person that like took me by the hand and was like please this will be good for you. Like I think you should do this. And I did it. but she stood by me through all of the bullshit for years and years. Even when she didn't stand by me, she still she still gave me another chance even though I was horrible. And She wasn't the only one and I'm sure that she saw herself as good in that situation and I was shitty and I was and she was and I was. She was good. I was shitty and I'm thankful every day that she is my friend and that she stood by me and that she's still my friend and she still is – I'm just a person I'm just so blessed to know. And really when I think about that situation and I I think about the situation from just recently. I could always stand to do better in seeing the commonalities between myself and and others. Because we really do as humans love to see differences. And when we focus on those differences. And we make ourselves out to be so good, you know, and other people so bad. That's that's when there's, there's problems. And we can't just see that we're all just having the same human experience. And the human experience is so complex. You know, I, and I don't want to belabor this too much, but we always think that everything, you know, like Christian said in my last podcast, my interview with Christian Murray, and he said, you don't, life, you don't just get to, cut out the good parts and put it together like a movie. There's shitty parts too. And I, I have a, a person right now that I consider a friend who probably would not consider me a friend but I still consider him a friend. I think he really thinks I'm kind of a hypocrite because sometimes I am not always positive and I would like to point out that the positive mindset is not about always being happy or positive the positive mindset is mostly just about accepting life as it happens to you and there is bad and there is shit and there is garbage in the human experience it's part of the human experience and people are going to be in all ways and they're going to act in all ways and to be accepting of that is to be accepting of who you are and there really isn't anything for you to fix you know after that that night um, and this is kind of wrapping up the story of that night recently with that person where I saw that separation when I saw myself as good and them as bad the last thing that happened which is really kind of a testament to me and, and where I'm at in my work is that I went outside I sat down on the sidewalk and I cried like a baby. And I had about three people surrounding me that were just trying to be like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Don't cry. It's going to be fine. And I said, I just have to do this. Like we always want to, we always want to fix things. When someone's crying, we always want to make it better for them. Let's make it better. You shouldn't be crying. Let's go make it better. Let's go make it better. But if you're crying, that doesn't mean something's wrong. It just means you're crying. You're having an emotion. I was having emotions. They were just emotions. I was just having them. And they were they were too much for me at that moment to really process. So crying was what happened. And they're just emotions. And they're just coming out and they're coming up the way that they come up. And you just have to go through them. And I didn't need anyone to make anything better or fix anything. I just needed to have my emotions. And I had my emotions. And then when I felt I was complete in that moment I got up and I walked to the train and I went home and I probably ate some some sweet you know nut and date bars that I get at this bodega which are terrible for you I went to bed and that's the human experience you know we're having we're spiritual beings having a human experience the spiritual part of us are You know, that, that part is all connected. Like we're just one, we're one with each other. And uh, the more you pay attention and the further you go down the rabbit hole, you realize that's true. And the human experience has us separated and dealing with all kinds of crap. (laughs) You know, like we're dealing with personality, we're dealing with sex, we're dealing with desire, we're dealing with accumulation. But at the very root of it, we're all just kind of connected. So I don't really know if this episode really had too much more of a point other than seeing a separation between yourself and others is causing conflict. And seeing yourself as good and an insistence to be attached to being good and to be and for someone else to act a certain way, is causing suffering. And when you're experiencing suffering, you most likely are the cause of it. And that is a hard pill to swallow. So I I would love to, this is the deeper work that I do with my clients. And if you are experiencing any of those things and you want to have a conversation, please reach out to me. I, I love to be able to help people through that. Because often you don't even realize that you need help. You know, we really should be taught these strategies from when we're young and we should be taught this basic shit when we're young. But we're not. You know, we're not taught that. We're we're taught to always feel good. Always feel good. Never feel bad. Feeling bad is bad. Just Just whatever. And that's honestly, guys, a lot of the reasons why we start drinking and overeating and doing whatever because if we can't make ourselves feel good all the time which is not normal it's not, it's not part of the human experience then what we do is we start pushing away our emotions to the point where we just we never deal with them and then you know years later we don't even know that we haven't dealt with shit I mean I'm dealing with shit from when I was like fucking 13 years old like I'm gonna be 36 you know I've been pushing away emotions that long you know, my household growing up, if you were emoting, the DSM would be pulled off the shelf and somebody would be telling you that you needed psychiatric help. I mean, like when I was just going through teen angst. And that's not like saying anything bad about my parents. I think they were just genuinely uh, not comfortable with teen angst. I was the old, I was a firstborn, you know, and I don't think that they were comfortable necessarily with emotions they're still not really I mean I when I'm overly emotional I, I can tell that people in my household are uncomfortable uh, in my nuclear family uh, when I'm in that household I don't live in that household anymore You know, <laughs> but you know what I mean like over the holidays or something like that I mean I remember I, I'm not going to get into it but you know those are those are things you know and a lot of families don't aren't comfortable with emotion so we get we get taught to push it away push it away push it away push it away and then here we are Drunk, fucking six or seven nights a week, wondering why, and it's because well, we picked up a habit to deal to push away the emotions all these years ago, and now that's the only thing that we can tangibly see. Like we can only see the behavior that's living on the surface. We don't actually see all the stuff underneath the really deep stuff, the deep shit that I was talking about today. That is actually so much more complicated than than we even realize. So if you want to have a conversation about any of that, if if you. If you think you're ready, and when you're ready, you'll know you're ready because you're just so damn sick of yourself, you can't even see straight, reach out to me, uh, Andy andee, at getthefuckoff.com. You can get on my email list, again, on my website, getthefuckoff.com. And if you'll get emails from me once a week. And a lot of those will kind of give you an idea of what I'm about. Um, if you're just stumbling upon this podcast and you really don't know what working with a coach is like, or if you don't really know what inner work is, you, know, you get an idea from the emails that I send out once a week. So that'll maybe make it a little bit easier for you to kind of make a decision if you want to talk to me or not. If I'm, you know, I was a bartender for a lot of years, I'm not an intimidating person. I am that same person <laughs> that, you know, if you walked into my bar, you would think I'm great. And as a coach, I'm great too. So I know that like the, the heaviness and the scariness is, is, you know that's that's the you stuff but for me I'm so approachable so definitely don't don't be afraid of me I'm I was the person serving beer St- still doing sometimes um you know so I would definitely make it comfortable for you I I am not I'm not looking to make anybody feel not at home when they when they get on a call with me so yeah reach out to me if you if you think you're ready I am ready I would love to have a talk with you and uh Otherwise, I am going to be back next week. Shooting for Monday. It'll probably be Tuesday. Uh, um, I may have a guest. I may not. Right now, I don't actually have any guests lined up. So if you want to be a guest on the Get the Fuck Off podcast, you can totally reach out to me. I am in the middle of a lot of stuff, as I said at the beginning of the podcast. So I'm not really doing much work in in terms of reaching out to guests just because I don't have a lot of available time. But if you guys have a story or there's something that you think you want to share you know send me an email I'm always open to that I would love to have you and uh I'll be back next week thank you guys for always being so great for being here you're you know just everything it just means the world to me and um I'm so happy to and blessed to have an audience like you guys that show up week after week share my content uh You know, I know a lot of you guys have been sharing and I see it in your stories and it just means everything to me. So I love you guys and uh, take care and be safe and uh, I'll see you back here next time.